You know what's really great about life? It's that no matter where you are or what you're doing, it's five o'clock somewhere. Welcome to Will Write for Wine again. I'm Lucy March. And I'm CJ Berry. And this is Will Write for Wine. Again. Again. Yes. <laughs> we have to figure something out for the front near the beginning here. Yeah. 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 And uh, this is the annual holiday podcast, which, as you know, requires that we sing. So don't be surprised, oh yes, if we spontaneously burst into song. <laughs> Yeah, apparently it can happen at any moment. <laughs> she, she put it in the script. I'm going to have to sing. It's not good for you people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. La, 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 la. See? That's going to be like that, isn't it? <laughs> I'm afraid so. <laughs> you know, if people listen to us before and they weren't drinking wine, they will now. <laughs> right, exactly. Consider this your warning. If we're going to be singing, you guys are really going to want to just pop a cork on something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Lucy, what are we drinking tonight? Well, tonight we are drinking a 2007 Bogle Petite Syrah from California. Mm. And why we chose it? Because we bought it together in Ohio and because we could both find it. <laughs> yes, it's $10 a bottle. We are nothing if not consistent with our wine budget. Absolutely. Um, there is a website on the bottle, but no wine notes. So you're out of luck, Bogle Vineyards. You know, I vineyards. think I might have tried this one before because I was like, is it Bogle or is it Bogle? You, you know, know what? The first, the very first episode that we ever did, the inauguratory episode, you had a bogle. I did. I did. Yes, you did. I, I don't did. ask me how I remember that. How do you remember that? <laughs> I can't remember what I had for dinner three hours ago. And yet, <laughs> I remember the wine that you had on the inauguratory episode. Okay. That's I, funny. Yes. That's but funny. It, was a, it was a bogle. I don't know if it yeah. was a petite Syrah. Okay. And it what's was. A, okay. It was. Syrah is a mm-hmm. grape. And right. a petite Syrah, is that like a, a little tiny Syrah grape? Is that like well, a baby Syrah grape? Is that What is the petite about that? Because, you know, grapes generally mm-hmm. tend to be on the small side. Yeah. Even the big grapes, you know, about the size of a quarter. So mm-hmm. the petite, what, what, do you know what that I is? I have you, no idea. I know that Syrah is there a different is flavor? The is there a, yeah. It's a, I th- it's a different grape. The right. Syrah is the same as Shiraz. Those yes, two are the I've same. Heard that. Right. Mm-hmm. But the petite Syrah is different. I, I like it, okay. though. I mean, it's... Do you it's know what a, the... Oh, I love it. Do mm. you know what the difference is, though, between yeah. the petite Syrah and the Syrah? I'm just curious. Aside from it being, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, smaller and, yeah. you know, needing to shop in a special section <laughs> of the store. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Maybe I have to tell you, I love this wine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this wine is very, it's nice. It's a little sweet, but not too sweet. I mean, mm-hmm. I like the, my reds a little sweeter than I like my whites. So to yeah. me, it's just like got that right balance. Oh, good. And it's very smooth and it's very nice. I really like it. Oh, good. I'm really good. enjoying it. I give it five glasses. Awesome. Well, I'm going to give it five mm-hmm. glasses too because I still like it after two years. <laughs> <laughs> after two years. Well, then it's tried and true. Excellent. Absolutely. Yay. Absolutely. Good job on the wine. <laughs> right. And now we're on to the cheers topic where we mm-hmm. talk about whatever we want simply because we want to. Yes. Plus it's 
Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. I need jingle bells. Am I, am I, am I supposed to be singing with you on those? Or is yeah, that something yeah. that I can just let you yeah. go? Oh, no, I'm supposed no, to be. Okay. No, because I put them in red, you know, for the holidays, because Christmas. Oh, red, so I'm everything. supposed to be joining you on that. I yeah. thought it was just that I would know it was coming. Oh, okay. No, All no, right. No, that's, no, that's totally cool. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And okay. We, we, I'll jump in on the next one, I promise. <laughs> And the first thing we should say is that we are Twittering, God help us, as we right. podcast. We so, are live tweeting as we yeah. podcast. So if you hear the tappy, 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 tappy of little uh, fingers on keyboards, then you'll know that we're Twittering while we're podcasting. Jeez. Okay, can you Twitter and podcast at the same time? Because I'll tell you, my multitasking is limited <laughs> to being able to be in Word and have something recorded at the same time. And then I've got the kids coming in, you know, they're, they're, they haven't quite gone to bed yet, you know, and I've mm-hmm. already started. So they're coming in, they're like, mommy, and I'm like, talking and waving at them and getting them to leave. So, so, like, that's as much multitasking as I can do. If you can actually tweet while we're doing the recording of the things, then I'm just going to, you know, be in awe. Uh, no, me. I'm so. pretty sure I can't. I mean, I, either, <laughs> something's going to give. Either I'm going to tweet really bad. <laughs> Which, you know, kind of Which just I could start my now. own like, trending know. topic doing that. but <laughs> I know, you certainly could. The trending topics are very, very fun. So. Oh, they are. Well, I was just going through them laughing because, oh my God, there are some I very know. funny people out there. There are some very funny yeah. people out there. But anyway, so back okay. to us. Yes. Because, you know, it's all about us. It's all about us. Um, for tonight's cheer section, we're going to talk about what you got. I'm going to talk about kitties. Yeah. Yes. Now, as you know, we lost Oliver a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we managed to go about a week without having mm-hmm. a cat in the house. And we were all right. just, it was horrible. It was like this total, mm-hmm. total silence. And it was, I know. there was just this huge hole there. And, um, and so we um, we couldn't handle all the peace and quiet and the house actually being in an orderly mm-hmm. fashion. Um, mm-hmm. So we went to the local shelter and picked out two four-month-old kittens. Oh, they're so adorable, too. Those pictures you said. Oh, oh my, my God. They are so cute. If I, I'll mm-hmm. post a picture of them on the, uh, oh, yes, on the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Einstein and Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> and they are polar opposites, let me just say. Einstein mm-hmm. is Einstein and Bueller is Bueller. So. Right. But they mm-hmm. are now part of our family and our lives will never be the same. My curtains mm-hmm. will never be the same. My tablecloths, my flowers, my rugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they tear through this house. You know, we went from a 12-year-old overweight cat to right. two, <laughs> two little, like, six-pound kittens. They're right. just full of energy. So, Oh, but, I uh, know. You know, they, they get rid of that, though, for a little while. Because I got Zoe, my cat. I got her in July. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, she was born in May. So now she's, like, six months old. And she's calming down. Although, right at the moment, she has a... <laughs> sticker like I had I I got these blinds today that I installed I know this is fascinating listening um but uh but there were these little stickers on them that basically I pulled off and kind of this and they're like little label size and she has it stuck to her chest she can't get it off so I'm watching her and she's just like like you know when they get their tongue stuck in something and they can't quite get it off and their head's all at a weird angle because they're trying to lick it off so she's got this thing on her chest and she's rolling around trying to get it off it's kind of funny if I was a decent human being I'd take it off for her but you know it's fun And I'm not a decent human being, so there you go. They are great entertainment. (laughs) 
but I Aww. think we learned we've had them for I think about two weeks now and I think we learned that we needed them as much as they needed us so Aww, well I'm so glad yeah, Oliver so, was a great great cat but I'm was. sure he would be happy to know that his space went to two sweet little kitties yes so. Oliver would not have liked to have them around though because they right. would have molested <laughs> him. <laughs> he would have killed them both by now. He, he really would have. <laughs> and not like, to me mention, now? What am I doing? Sitting on the kitty now? You know. <laughs> not to mention he's like three times as large as they were. <laughs> mm-hmm. No kidding. So, oh my god. Oh poor kitties. But anyway, <laughs> right, well, um, so there. That's that's what uh, that's one topic I wanted to talk about. And and also I just wanted to say if if you need a pet. Go to your local shelter. They have lots of animals that need good homes. Absolutely. So, yes. Absolutely. That's where I got my cats, and I always get them at the shelter. Yep. So, yep. yeah. All right. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. was the uh, glittery ho-ha, <laughs> which is stands for glittery <laughs> holiday haste. For those of you who it's just not enough to, like, you know, write 50,000 words during one month of the year. No, the whiffers are like, forget it. We're doing it all the time. So actually, uh, those of us who finished November and still had not finished our books or had wanted to do um, something else or wanted to just start the process all over again, uh, we have gotten together on the whiffer forums and, and um, put together the, we ended up calling it the glittery ho-ha for glittery holiday haste, ah. um, which actually comes from the glittery hoo-ha, which is a, um, for for those of you who are listening who are not cherries or have not been on the Whiffer boards or have not been to my website or have not been to Jenny Cruz's website, basically what it is is this. A few years back, I um, kind of stole this concept from uh, Television Without Pity of the Glittery Hoo-Ha, um, and I posted an email about it to this um, online group called The Cherries, which are basically Jenny Cruzy, um the fan group, and explained what the Glittery Hoo-Ha was, and then it kind of exploded into this, you know, big event, but basically what I have here is the original explanation of the GHH as sent out like three or four years ago when I wrote it. Okay, so this is the story as it goes, and it's kind of like a holiday story. So, you know, enjoy. Sit down, little ones, while I tell you the tale of the glittery hoo-ha. Once upon a time, in a land called Television Without Pity, the peasants gathered to discuss a particular type of character on soap operas. She was always blonde, always beautiful, and always good-natured and kind, and always stupid beyond the telling of it. Did someone get approached by a masked man wearing dark gloves who needed help getting a puppy out of a wolf trap only to happily agree to assist and then disappear? It was her. Did someone get drunk on her honeymoon and pass out in a strange bed and wake up only to assume on very little evidence that she'd slept with another man? Then lie about it? Then get caught lying? Then find out it was all set up by her evil twin who had always been evil and had, in fact, done this before? It was her. Did someone get trapped in their own microwave oven? Guess who? And yet, there is a man. We'll call him, I don't know, Hero. Hero is handsome. He is strong. And, well, yes, okay, he's kind of dumb too. But still, he manages to rescue her every single time she's in trouble. Which is approximately twice a show. He stays by her side and loves her through thick and thin. He disentangles her hair from the curling iron. He drops his very important job to rush off and rescue her from the cardboard box on the pier where the villain left her, warning her not to say a word lest he do bad, bad things to her favorite hamster. So she kept quiet, even though the villain was long gone and many a passerby had passed her by. The hero is loyal and loving and doesn't seem to mind the fact that she is so freaking stupid. How can this be? 
Well, my friends, it comes down to the power of the glittery hoo-ha, or the GHH for short. A woman with an HHSG is this girl merely needs to walk around as glitter falls from her nether parts, leaving a trail for the hero to follow. And once he finds her, it only takes one dip in the GHH to snare him forever, for yay. No matter how many hoo-hahs he might see, never will there be one as glittery as hers. And that's pretty much it. So anyway, that is the story of the glittery hoo-ha, which I will gladly tell once every Christmas show. Because it's just, it sounds like a holiday story, doesn't it? I mean, it's kind of fun. So anyway, that's where the glittery hoo-ha came from. And then Jenny Cruzy, you know, ran with it. And somebody else is actually writing a... um, a paper on it oh, <laughs> like an man. academic paper oh, on man. the glittery hoo-ha because i'm sorry in That's romance funny. novels the glittery hoo-ha is evident mm-hmm. it really is it's a phenomenon so anyway long story short long story long basically right now we're doing um on the whiffer forums you know um a thousand words a day two thousand words a day whatever your goal is and everybody's coming in and talking about it and we're all uh, getting lots of words down so it's really good so stop by the whiffer forums if you want to write Awesome. You don't have to write about the glittery hoo-ha, but there you go. So now that's the explanation. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my next topic is home goods. The store. Mm-hmm. The uh-huh. store. Yeah. I blame Lucy <laughs> and Jenny for this. Yes. It is their <laughs> fault that I'm ruined forever for all other home stores. I know. Isn't it wonderful? It is wonderful. Well, today I spent an ungodly amount of time in home goods, drooling over pans, (laughs) Christmas decorations, and throw pillows, and Mm. kitchen gadgets, and gloves, and boxes, and you name it. (laughs) They've got everything Everything, there. It's insane. Uh, And not only do they have fun, fun stuff, it's the only place I've ever been to that has an omniscient voice that tells me (laughs) when the next checkout is available (laughs) and where. I know. I Isn't it love wonderful? that. I mean, why can't all stores do that? Why can't I go to I Wegmans know. and have, you know, they can tell me which, which the best, which is the best checkout, you know, right. tell me how fast mm-hmm. the checkout person is or, or, <laughs> right. or a checkout person who has a personality. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm dreaming, but home goods has spoiled me. It has. It's a great <laughs> store. <laughs> oh God. Plus, and now you're making me do this. Uh I'll be home for Christmas. There we go. Yay, yay. (laughs) Uh Okay, you made me me do that. Now I got a drink. But anyway, (laughs) no, the next thing that I want to talk about today is um, this book that I read. This book that I read that I am insane for, that I have to have a sequel for, that is just one of the best books ever. And um, it's, it's, okay, here's the story. I had a friend named Christine Merrill, right? She's a fabulous writer. She writes for Mills and Boone, which is the British Harlequin, mm-hmm. basically. And her, her stuff gets released over there first, and then it gets released um, in in the United States. But she's actually lives in Wisconsin, so, you know, I don't know what's up with that. But anyway, she writes these wonderful regencies. She's really, really talented. She's had this spy espionage thriller, you know. It, it's funny, though. I mean, it's really, really funny um, that she's had for years. I read it, like, a few years ago for her, and I remember you know, sending her on to my agent. I really loved it and all this kind of stuff. And um, so I guess she's tried to sell it. And it's kind of one of those books that's a little out of the box. And sometimes when you're dealing with, you know, huge conglomerate publishers, if you write something that's outside of the box, that's a little unusual, that's not your typical mass market, easily marketed, you know, book, sometimes it's hard to find people, you know, to buy it. So 
She, I guess, got to a point where she just was like, you know, whatever, I'm going to publish it myself. And she self-published it on Lulu.com. By the way, I know we talked about Vanity Publishers last time with the whole Harlequin thing. There's Vanity Publishers who, um, you know, make all these promises, take part of your profits. They take the rights from you. They take everything. And then you pay them to take your rights, you know, to the work. That's a Vanity Publisher. A self-publisher, an independent publisher is like Lulu.com. Basically, they charge you for the you know for the work that they do in printing and typesetting and whatever it is you hire them to do you retain all rights to your work you you know get like 75% of the money that comes in you know I mean it's really completely above and beyond you know fair lulu.com is totally reputable so I mean don't get confused when we talk about the difference between vanity publishers and self-publishing it's a it's a different animal entirely but anyway so she self-published this book called need to know and it's available in a PDF download, and it's also available in a Kindle download, um, you know, from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's fabulous. I read this book, and I was dying. It was funny. It was romantic. It was sexy. It was tense. It was, you know, there was danger. It was smart. I mean, thank God. And it was smart, which is one of the things that drives me crazy when, like, an author says, oh, she's so smart, and then she acts like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, this girl is really very smart she's you know thinks on her feet she's it's just really great she's a librarian it's awesome so anyway um it's this fabulous book that i cannot possibly recommend highly enough we're going to have links in the show notes um tonight and if you know i know some people hate to read online but if you can please do if you love it review it on amazon mention it on your blog tell your friends because if if christine doesn't make enough money off of this um she's not going to write the sequel and if she doesn't write the sequel my head will explode (laughs) because i absolutely have to have it oh and you know and siege you would love it oh okay you would love this book you have to read it you're gonna love it so anyway i've been pimping it on my blog i've been pimping it everywhere (laughs) um because i want her to make enough money that she's actually gonna you know write another one (laughs) i i need this book i need this series to go on because it's so good so um so anyway please spread the word you know and uh and get that book out there so and i think that pretty much covers it for all my topics for this Mm -hmm. week what about you and me too me too okay all right all right but first reading the script oh we gotta fix that all right i know yeah sometimes the script doesn't exactly make sense which is a shame yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. we actually write if, the script when we're sober. Well, yeah. And, you know, if I actually read it before the show, then I might have caught all this stuff. But, hey, whatever. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, sit back, <laughs> pop a cork. We'll be right back. Okay. I'll be home, <laughs> be home for, for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy got run over by reindeer. Walking home from my house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Lucy, we believe So the moral of that story is If you don't want a song named after you Don't overindulge this holiday season Welcome back, I'm Lucy March And I'm C.J. Berry and this is Will Write for Wine, Holiday Edition. Yay! <laughs> and we're in the B block, which means that this is what the show is about tonight. Yes, this is why we showed up tonight, especially for this part. Yes, and you know what this part is? I shudder to think. 
<laughs> Writer Improv! This is where we blindly grab a random suggestion from the forums where people have been suggesting things for months and we make a story out of it off the top of our heads. Yes, and good thing I happen to have my apples to apples cards in case we get stuck. Yes, and I have the Osho Zen cards that uh, you gave me last year, so yay! Uh-huh. Yay! <laughs> All right, then. You know, every time we do these, I'm always a little afraid. <laughs> yeah, with good with good reason. Because you know what? I got to say, most of the time, it comes out okay. Yeah. Actually, sometimes we've had a couple of stories, and I'm like, I want to write that. But I, I remember, I can't remember which one it was. There was one that was really, really bad. <laughs> oh, that was the we ferret one. We just went completely one. off the rails. Was it that was, the ferret one? It was the ferret one. I yeah, got thrown off by the thought of frozen ferrets in a freezer. I just, after that, right. I, was, I wasn't the same the rest of the show. That can throw you off. You know, actually, I watched that with the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I rented it again. The it's ferret like a horror movie. Video. And you open up it, the freezer you know, and it's, it's frozen so ferrets. It's so <laughs> funny. It really is. We, we all watched it together. It's, it's actually, I think, going to be a Thanksgiving day. We watched it on Thanksgiving day. We're like, you know, every year on Thanksgiving day, we're going to have to watch the ferret show because it's just, there's just something funny about it. But anyway, so now we've got the writer improv. I just pulled it up, so I haven't even had time to look at it because we're working on the rest of the, the thing. But are okay. you ready, I'm ready for the details? I'm ready. Okay, we have location. Mm-hmm. Is a desert caravan. A desert? Oh, and I know a so much about those. Caravan. Okay. Uh-huh. I was hoping that you would because uh-huh. I, I I don't. Um. Anyway, but uh, the heroine's name is Talia. Talia. And the hero's name is Amit. 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 A H M I T. I'm assuming that's okay. Amit. 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 I don't know. I mean, Whatever. Okay. Um, the genre is adventure. Ooh. And the identifying element is a mysterious stone with writing carved on it. <gasps> now, Ooh. I say this sounds pretty much right up your alley. <laughs> so I'm going to sit back and drink and just let you run. So, all right. So all we've right. got a desert caravan. Why is our girl in a desert caravan? That's a good question. I where is she say... from? Where's Talia from? I would say that she's, you know, we fish out of water her. I, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, um, you know, somewhere in the U.S. A, a desert caravan in the U.S.? No, no, she's from somewhere in the U.S. Oh, she's from the U.S. Yes, I'm with you. I'll drink. That's oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. Just, uh-huh. I'm already and, um, behind the time. Uh, let's make her a northern New York girl. Okay, we can do How's that because we both know about that. Yeah, yeah, we both yeah. know about mm-hmm. that, so thank mm-hmm. God. <laughs> all right. There's one thing. <laughs> so she's from northern New York. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. she's in a desert caravan in what? Is there is there a possibility for her to be in a desert caravan in a country that is not completely hostile <laughs> to the United States? Is that possible? Um, because I think that she's out there in a desert caravan. She's going to be in some measure of trouble, I'm thinking. that's Yes, I, I have to think that as well. But I would say let's keep her out of the places where it's, you know, really, truly horrible. And I can't, at this point in in our, you know, history in the United States, I can't joke and have fun about Afghanistan or Iraq or Iran or any Mm -hmm. of those places. So, so where are we going to put this chick? (laughs) Should it be in maybe Africa somewhere? Let's do Africa. Let's do Morocco. Let's do Morocco. Oh, Morocco. Morocco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Morocco Morocco. sounds like fun. All right. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Oh, so she's on vacation. Let's oh, say... wait, wasn't Casablanca in Morocco? Oh, maybe it was. Casablanca was supposed to be in Morocco. Maybe she's <laughs> there on some kind of, like, maybe she's obsessed with old movies. She's obsessed with Casablanca. I like that. Except I never reason, saw she's... it. You... Oh, 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 God. Okay, brains on the wall. What? 
you have you, you know what you, you i've seen, seen parts of it but let's not go into that i've seen parts of it you know i know all the classic scenes and all the classic thing but you know i didn't watch all of it so whatever you know, it's you know, kind of like gone. It's kind of like gone with the wind and the sound of music. I can only stand so much of it, out, and after a while, I fall asleep. So okay, look, all right. Gone with the wind <laughs> is annoying. I've watched all twenty-five hours of it, but it's annoying. And uh-huh. and 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 sound of music. Oh my oh. God! At Rogers and Hammerstein, make me want yes. to stick a fork in my eye. Yeah, but Casablanca. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I not only have I seen Casablanca, I have gone to showings in like real theaters when they show it. Like, you know, I would probably like it like that. I would probably like I it. I think I think that I'm just I'm just gonna okay, we're just gonna skip yeah, over we're that. We're gonna but move anyway, past so that. She's, okay. she's obsessed with Casablanca. All right. Okay. And so she goes to Morocco to try <laughs> to find the place where, you know, Casablanca would have been or whatever and see yeah. Rick's cafe or whatever she can find find it uh-huh. and um so she goes there and then um okay she's in a desert caravan has she been kidnapped is she well you know i'm How thinking the desert uh, caravan? why don't you pull an osho zen card okay and let's see what happens i have oh, a really freaky looking card called mind <gasps> mind mind and it is the picture on this is we may have to scan this in because it is freaky looking it's like this face but it's made up of like weird geometric shapes and it looks uh-huh. a little modern techno and there are things sticking out of the head they look like i don't know chimneys hmm. Oops, i'm sorry brick chimneys so it's uh it's a little disturbing okay the mind card the okay. mind card is a little disturbing so okay. um so what does if, that help us at all well you know what if she's um if she's there and she, you said she's obsessed with it, maybe she wants to write something. Maybe she wants to, like, maybe she's a writer, which would Okay, and she wants to have the experience. Yeah, or maybe she wants to do a story on it. How about if she was, like, a reporter? She wants to do a story on it. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I pulled an apples to apples card, and I got my boss. <laughs> so. You got your boss. <laughs> like the words, my boss. So maybe her boss sent her there for the story. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, oh, sure. Maybe her boss sent her there for the story. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So maybe, okay. So her boss sent her there for the story on it was the real Rick's Cafe. We'll assume yeah. it was a real Rick's Cafe that Casablanca was based on or whatever. And she has uh-huh. to find, you know, the real Rick or whatever. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. So right. then mm-hmm. she goes there and... Amit, maybe he Amit. works there. Mm-hmm. Maybe he works okay. there. All right. Okay. okay mm-hmm. So Amit is a bartender, but he's mm-hmm. also he's also a um. Let's say that he's he is into antiquities. He's undercover. Okay. He's undercover. Okay. Okay. He's undercover. And is he like a mercenary kind of guy? Like, is he kind of like a guy who deals in antiquities or whatever and you know, I just pulled the CIA, uh-huh. so maybe he's on the good side. Oh, how interesting! Maybe he's on the good oh, side. Oh, I like me a mercenary hero. I like you me like a the guy mercenaries? Who's just... All right, okay. But what happens is she pulls. You know, she sits at the bar. She's talking to him, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. by mistake, she gives him the secret word, like the oh. word. <laughs> Like 
by mistake she gives him like the whole secret (laughs) phrase okay Uh the secret phrase yeah Uh so then he thinks that she's like this person that they've been waiting for right Uh uh-huh and i um, like that But if you start her out where she is having a very particularly bad day, like she just, everything goes wrong. She's supposed to be meeting this person. She hasn't, you know, she goes there, she sits down, like, you know, she's lost her money. She's been mugged. Like everything has gone wrong. Then she sits down and she says like this random phrase that just comes out. And then the guy's like, oh, and the next thing, you know, she's like involved on this, you know, in this big thing where they expect her to have the um the mysterious stone or something mm-hmm. with the writing carved on it yeah well so, no um, she has she's supposed to have the map the map okay. that leads to the mysterious stone okay all right all right so then um so they get into this conversation and she thinks that he's talking about something else and he thinks she's talking about the map right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she keeps telling him that she needs more money Right, uh uh-huh. And then he decides that he's not going to give her more money. He's just going to kidnap her. Uh Uh-huh. And make her take him to where the stone is. Okay. All right. All right. Then we don't Mm -hmm. have a villain. But then he's the villain. Well, not necessarily. I mean, if you make him, if you make him a mercenary, he's, okay. And also, if you have it where, um... You know, let's say that she is, um, you know, she's like one of those people. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe we got it wrong. Maybe she's not a report. Maybe she works for a museum or something. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. like, you know, that this is the most important thing for her is the, you know, that these these items get, you know, put back or replaced or whatever. And, um, you know, and so, and he's the kind of guy who would sell them to the highest bidder because that's what you do, you mm-hmm. know, and that they're somehow involved in this. Then there's got to be a bad guy who is, you know, basically willing to kill both of them so that, mm-hmm. you know, the enemy of my enemy becomes my friend, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that they're both sort of thrown, they're both sort of thrown into, you know, there's a certain level of this, like she's basically the wrong girl in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he's the wrong guy, you know, mm-hmm. grabbing her. And then he takes her and then somebody comes after both of them and they have to basically solve this mystery together in order to be able to, you know, to get through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could work. That could work. So I think that sounds, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. good. Yeah. So who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? Yeah. I would think it would be the guy who is like trying to collect all the stones with carvings on them. Because maybe he knows that if he collects all the stones, something will happen. Right. Is there some kind of mysterious element to this? Like, is there some kind of paranormal, you know, like all the stones get together and it it opens or evokes some kind of power or something like that? It could be. Or it could be that one stone's writing leads to the next stone. Mm -hmm. In which case, the last stone would be Mm -hmm. the one that would lead you to where all the real treasure was. Where all the real treasure is. Yeah. Okay. So if you're mm-hmm. following a trail of these stones and mm-hmm. one stone is missing, you're going to lose yes. your trail. Uh-huh. Right. So mm-hmm. what if what if she's got the second to last stone? The second to last stone. So they got to find the next stone. The next stone uh-huh. will tell them where the treasure is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes your story longer. Right. And it also gives them more time to figure mm-hmm. it out because if you just gave right. her the last stone then it's just too quick you know right exactly so mm-hmm. um so they have to go through the desert to find mm-hmm. the last stone but 
But the okay. thing is, they're, I don't know if they're even going to know it's the... They may not know it's the last stone. Maybe the bad right. guy knows mm-hmm. it's the last stone. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, but I like the idea of her, like, just totally giving him the wrong, giving him the phrase by mistake, and then... <laughs> right. So what kind of, what kind of character is she? Is she the kind of person, like, um, where's her character arc? Is she, she's starting out as somebody who is, doesn't seem to be in control of her own life. Like, she seems uh-huh. like she's not there because she wants to be. She's not, you know, she goes in, she sits down, she gives him accidentally the wrong phrase. She ends up uh-huh. having this thing, like, everything seems to be kind of happening to her where she's sort of a victim. She right. doesn't seem to be in control. So at some point during this story, I mean, she's really going to need to start taking control of her life. She's going to need to start, you know, stepping in and actually, you know, creating some of her own problems so that, mm-hmm. you know, you can see her arc. So where where would you say she's going to arc from and to? Where is she going to – What? who is she at the beginning and who is she at the end? You know, if she was always um, reacting to things instead of right. being a proactive character, mm-hmm. you know, I could see – I could see that uh, – that, that changing you know as the story mm-hmm. progresses mm-hmm. but um pull another osho zen card and see uh see what All it says right. let me see i have um letting go oh that's interesting letting go mm-hmm. that's interesting you know maybe the thing is is that she thinks too much she spends mm-hmm. all her time in her own mind Right. Mm-hmm. And in order to um to get through this, she's going to have to kind of let go of of the control that she has in, within herself. Right. Her right. life is out of control, but maybe she's very controlled. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's going to have to do things that she would normally never do. Right, which I think is what makes it a fun story. I mean, when yeah. you've got a character who um you know, was was it you who was talking about that? Like, it's the one thing, you give them the yes. one thing they would never do. You start yeah. them out, and then you say, what's the one thing this character would never do? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by three quarters of the way through, you've made them do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've arced them to the point where there's, like, the one thing they would never do, and you give them a reason, and you make them do it. So, yeah. I mean, I like that idea that, the, like, she, you know, she has to let go of it's certain things that she's holding on to mm-hmm. that are keeping her kind of in this place. Right. You know, right. and she has to, and the thing is, is that you really have to beat the hell out of your characters in order to arc them from a place that maybe isn't working, but yeah. that they're comfortable with because people are really comfortable with their life the way it is. Right. And you have you to know, remember too, that people will actually adjust everything mm-hmm. they do to avoid things that they don't want to face. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. they, you you kind of do it all day long. If you don't like right. driving in traffic, you will automatically adjust your schedule and your right. and where you drive so that you don't have to deal with traffic. I mean, it's not exactly. even something that you consciously do. Right. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. something that's part of you. It's become part of you. Right. So when yeah. you're arcing a character, I mean, you really need to, you know, think about how you're going to force that character. Like you basically, you know, force her into a corner where she has no choice mm-hmm. but to move forward in the direction that is the one place she would never want to go. Right. Right. You know, and I think that's what makes a really interesting arc. You know, that's when your characters become, um, you know, really alive and interesting because people, that's when people make the change, when they have absolutely no choice, when they've tried 
absolutely everything else. And then mm-hmm. they have to they have to change that. Yeah. So I think that that's what makes it a lot of fun. And that's right. what makes it fun to write stories like that when you've got a character who, you know, and I think it's, it's very difficult, though. One of the things that's really hard to do, and people do this a lot, I think it's where they kind of lose their reader, is when you have a character that reacts to everything, that she's right. not proactive she doesn't really have anything that she wants or that she's you know working toward and I mean you know I am guilty of this as much as anybody I mean I am guilty I always start out with these characters that have no goal Mm. they have nothing that they particularly want they're Mm -hmm. just kind of sitting there being funny you know and like and so um you know so I mean I'm I'm as guilty of that as anybody and it, it, it really is a problem for me when I write because there's something about that you know, I see everything that's happening around this character, but I don't really see how the character is contributing to creating her own problems. And I think that it could be really, really fun if we have her out there, um, you know, and she created the situation that got her out there. Right. You know, that she's she's after something. But mm-hmm. then, like, things just keep happening to her. Like, basically, I mean, my theory of life is that if you're not in the right place, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, the universe is basically going to beat the hell out of you until you get where you're supposed to be. <laughs> so, you know, so you can have these things that happen, you know. But, I mean, as long as she's, you know, she's creating her own problem by, you know, chasing something that she's not supposed to be chasing or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like yeah. just like get her where she's she's creating some of her own problem I think it just makes a more interesting character right well it'd be really funny if she was the type of person who was in the office all the time right in the office while mm-hmm. all this you know while the world basically is out there and the world that she mm-hmm. works within right. is out mm-hmm. there but she's always in the office and then her boss right. sends her out on like this trip that she never does you know she never Mm -hmm. is the one who goes out and does the field work and all of a sudden you know and as soon as (laughs) the first time she does it i mean it's just gonna be like all hell breaks loose right totally like a big thing right oh Mm -hmm. yeah yeah people are shooting at her she's (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's talk about the hero you know so we've got an idea for talia we've got an idea for who she is now who's on meet I mean, what kind of guy is he? Where is he from? What's his background? I mean, I you know, it's so funny because we've got them in this, like, exotic place. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't even know. I mean, is he is he American? Is he from, is he local? Is he, I mean, who is hmm. this guy? Hmm. Who do you think he should know. be? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I would, I would think that he would have to be at least have have done some business there before i mean he's working there he doesn't have to work there full time but um he has to have to know the area a little bit so he has to undercover there i don't know because what if he's i mean he's amit you know Mm -hmm. so he's he's obviously got some you know um probably some middle eastern or something you know kind of background but i mean what if he's american and he's been placed there, yeah. you know, like by the CIA or something yeah. like that. And so yeah. he's supposed to be blending in as a, you know, as a local doing his thing or whatever, doing his undercover thing. Right. And then this American woman comes in, uh-huh. you know, basically you know, making his life miserable or whatever. What, and he what, has to pretend he's a local. Mm-hmm. What if he's there for totally different reason? Right. He's trying okay. to stop like something that's going to happen, like some drop okay. that's going to happen. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then she gives him the code word. So he thinks that she's his contact. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it t- and then all of a sudden people start like shooting at them and he <laughs> thinks that they're shooting at him until he right. realizes that she's got that stone. You know, she's right. got the stone. Uh-huh. So then he's going to be like 
are you kidding me? We're getting shot at for a stone. I mean, and then they actually have to try to, he's got to use his contacts there to figure out Uh what the stone is and why they're getting shot at and why these people are after him. So Uh they could both be like just totally waylaid, both of them. Wait, here's here's something. Yeah. Here's something. What if he was placed there, you know, Uh like by the CIA? Yeah. And they just kind of forgot about him. Oh, (laughs) And he's he's waiting to get extracted. Yeah. yeah. And the person who's extracting him has this code. Right. So she says the code. He thinks that she's there to extract him. He's Uh like, hallelujah, finally get me out of here and get me on a real job, you know? Uh And so. He's taking her with him, like, okay, bring me to the place. Let's get out. Let's get moving. I've been waiting for years to get the hell out of this place, you know? And then all of a sudden, people start shooting. He's like, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm supposed to be out of here. Like, you're this like is the, the end worst, of my tour. You you're know? like the worst CIA agent ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so then he, funny. you know, and he knows, I mean, if he's been there and he's yeah. been undercover or whatever, he knows the undercover element. So, I mean, if she's getting, if she's getting chased yeah. by really, really bad people, then yeah. he's going to be like, oh God, you know, and he has no choice. But to he has no choice. That would be funny. Because, that would be really, because really, really, he's not getting shot at. She's right. getting shot at. Right. So exactly. once, the, once he figures out that it's her. And she's supposed to be extracting him. All he wants to do is go the hell back to Hoboken. Yeah. And have a beer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. <laughs> so then she's getting That's shot at. Funny. They're getting chased all over Hell's Half Acre in Morocco, you know? <laughs> I like it. I think that could be fun. I think that could be I like really that fun. That's a good story. I like that. All right. I, I, I was a little worried about that at first when we got started, but you know, no, I kind of, I kind of like that idea. I like well, that. You know, they both got goals. The goals are in conflict. They end up thrown in on this adventure together that neither one of them wants. You know, <laughs> which I think, see, and that's really a great way to play it. If you've got one, right? Where you've got one person who's who's pulling all the strings, and the other character, right? is mm-hmm. is just following then that's not going to mm-hmm. work you know they're going to argue back and forth she's got right. the she's got the historical knowledge and he's got the right. the um and know, he's the got law the, enforcement. he's the man on the street right yeah. he knows what's yeah. going on in town so yeah, yeah. so between the two of them there's going to be her knowledge that's going to be able to help them resolve it uh-huh and drive you him know. crazy of course because right, she's going to exactly. tell him, well, we got to go to this museum and steal this other thing in order to be able to. He's going to be like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> right. a CIA agent breaking into the breaking into this museum and stealing a priceless right. artifact. <laughs> oh, and it's especially be funny, too, if he's pretending to be a local the whole time. And so he's speaking with an accent. And he's doing this whole thing. And then eventually she finds she's like, you're from New Jersey. <laughs> Like, the whole time he finally trusts her enough to tell her who he is. <laughs> she's like, you're from Jersey? You know, you've been telling oh, me all my these God. stories. I'm you know, this actually <laughs> yeah, has uh-huh. the whole the whole romancing the stone thing. It's really got I a know. lot of that in there, which would be really funny. I love that. I yeah. know. That is yeah. very fun. Yeah. All right. Now, well, that you know, movie I've like seen that. a lot. I think, that that's, I think that's a pretty good story. I think we did I some think good so, work too. All right. <laughs> a little worried about us there for a while. I was like, this is not going well. But yeah, there's some fun stuff Well, there. sometimes you just got to work it out. You got to spin the story a little bit. You got to spin the characters. You, you got to try different yeah, things. I and think then... it all comes down to character. I think, honestly, most of the problems with the story, plot elements are, you know, easy enough. You can pull those mm-hmm. together. But I don't, I think until you've got 
two characters yes. you know that are going to work well together and that you've got a character that you're going to arc and that mm-hmm. you've got a place for them to go i mean i think until you've got that it really you know the it, that's what breathes life into the story because basically it all comes down to a reader wanting to go on a on a trip with this particular character that you've yes. got to develop these characters that have that you know that kind of interesting edge to them mm-hmm so. I agree. Okay. Well, All right. Good. Well, that's our improv and a hell of a story it was too. And uh, <laughs> of course, we will need to title it. So we're going to take a oh, break. Oh God! <laughs> Tightly. We're going to take a break and come up with one. <laughs> be, oh, God. be afraid. <laughs> yes. Be very afraid. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lucy, also known as Lonnie Diane Rich, and this is your Story Walk Writing Tip of the Month. Structure. Some people love it, some people hate it, but there are two things you need to understand about it. One is that structure does not make your story formulaic. You don't go around saying, how unoriginal, this house has windows and doors and walls in it. Because that's ridiculous, right? Without those things, how would anyone live there? What makes a house beautiful is not that it has something other than windows and doors and walls, but it's what kinds of windows and doors and walls the builder chooses. It's the same with your story. In order for your reader to live there comfortably, yes, you need windows and doors and walls, but you choose them, you design them from scratch, and you place them, making your story, or in this brutally extended metaphor, your house, a one of a kind. The other thing about structure is that you don't have to choose just one. If you want to go old school, look up Aristotle. He was the first one who started talking about dramatic structure in the first place. If you like myth, check out Christopher Vogler's Hero's Journey. There are infinite variations of the three and four act structures. I have one, Jenny Cruzy has one, everybody has one. My point is, none of them are really wrong. We put the windows and doors in different places and we provide different blueprints. What's important is not what structure you choose, but that you have one so that you can make your story accessible to your reader. Collect them, study them, and when you're done with your don't look down draft pick up the one that you think will fit the story best and go ahead and apply it and good luck if you like this tip there's more where this came from over at storywonk.com i teach online writing classes in both discovery and revision there's a new session coming in january you'll also find more audio downloads with longer more detailed writing advice as well as blog posts and forums for discussion see you there thanks for coming back i'm cj berry and i'm lucy march and this is Will Write for Fun. Yay! All right, we promised a title. It took us a long freaking time. <laughs> We're just not quite as on it tonight as we usually are. I think it's because, I don't know, I'm writing a book like really intensely right now. And I know that you're working right. on planning out yours. And there's something about, mm-hmm. my brain is just mush. I just... <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Let's just. I'm useless. Let's just say it. I'm useless. I really got nothing. But anyway, so we got the title. Go ahead. Say what the title yes. is. Yes. Yes. The title is "There's Sand in My Margarita," <laughs> and that is the secret phrase. <laughs> That's the secret phrase. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> I love it. Oh God! All, All right. right. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna move on to our latest addictions. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This is where you uh, we tell you. <laughs> you don't tell us anything because that would require a microphone. Anyway, we tell you about our latest addictions so we can addict you. Yes, yes. And my latest addiction, thanks to the holidays, is mm-hmm. online shopping. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Amazon, Overstock, Kohl's, JCPenney, Best Buy, 
bed and body, bath and bath and body and beyond. <laughs> Target, you right. name it. They've all shipped to my house. <laughs> There's no driving through the snow, no standing in lines, no hassle. The gifts I want get delivered to me in three to five working days. Yes. And you don't have to deal with city City sidewalks, sidewalks, busy busy sidewalks, sidewalks, filled with holidays, something, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Obviously not filled with really good harmony, but then again, I'm a little tone deaf. So anyway. Well, that's good. Good for you. My latest addiction is uh, Glee, the TV show. Let me guess. TV show, yeah. Yes, TV show. Um, It's a show with the high school kids singing. It's the Glee Club. Um, You know, the show, okay, it's fine. It's uneven a little, and some storylines get dragged on a bit, and some stuff is, you know, just mildly ridiculous. But I'm telling you, for the one-liners alone, it's worth it. They have this, like, unbelievably stupid character named Brittany um, Mm -hmm. who keeps tossing out these hilarious non-sequiturs just into the wind. In the middle of a scene, she just says something, and they just pass right by it. Like, they brought the guidance counselor in during one scene and she said she's the one they made me talk to when they found out I was keeping that bird in my locker and then like they just move on to something like they don't even they just show her she says it and then they continue with the scene it's so funny and then this other guy they have this um like really adorable character named Kurt and he's smart he's a gay and he's just coming out as a teenager and he's experiencing you know and he's so funny and then at one point he's talking about you know somebody who was cheating off of Brittany and he goes, he's cheating off a girl who thinks the square root of four is rainbows, you know? <laughs> but the best, the best out of all of them is this character called Sue Sylvester, who's this twisted, vindictive cheerleading coach. She's played by Jane Lynch, who is brilliant in this. If she doesn't win, like, a gazillion Emmys for the work that she does in this, then there's just no justice in the world. But I think my favorite lines of hers, and it's hard to choose, one of them is she's training all the Cheerios, which are her, you know, cheerleading team. And she goes, you think this is hard? I'm living with hepatitis. That's hard. She's like, you think this is hard? Try waterboarding. That's hard. Like, it's just, it's so funny when she does those. And uh, she has another one that says, I empower my Cheerios to live in fear by creating an environment of irrational random terror. She's just... (laughs) I love her. And if that dialogue isn't good enough, you have to see the musical numbers. They're just hilarious. It's so much damn fun. I just love it. So I highly recommend awesome. it. It's Fox Wednesday nights. And actually, they're going to have um, – they just had the the mid-season finale last week, which mm-hmm. was brilliant. And um, on mm-hmm. December 29th, they're going to release the first half of this season on DVD. So I just – if you haven't watched it, just, I highly recommend get the DVD and just glom the whole thing because it's so much fun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Up next, we have the – Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> We are so bad. This is the 64th episode of this show, and we still can't get that right. What's what's wrong with us? It's dun, 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 dun. Like, that's, wow, well, come we can't get that right every week? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, I guess I'll start. How'd you do? Um, yeah. Let me see. What? Okay, when was our last podcast? 
like the twentieth uh, of November, something like I that. Don't okay, know. anyway, <laughs> uh, about that time, I had something like twenty thousand words that I had, you know, done in this book, and now I'm at fifty-three thousand. Mm-hmm. So it looks Woo-hoo! like between November twentieth and now, I've done what thirty-three thousand words. Yeah, hence that's brains insane. dribbling from my ears. Well, you know, I mean, that's how it happens. I spend a year thinking, you know, about mm-hmm. the the story, and then, um, hey, cat, hey, stop! I, I, I sorry, can, I put up these. I'm I sorry, I put up jingle jingle. You hear the little jingle jingle? That is my cat. It's Zoe. She's insane. Like, remember how I was saying before, she calmed down at six months. Mm-hmm. I lied. She is attacking. I just put up these cellular blinds today, which are basically made of paper. And she oh, keeps no. attacking them. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, they just went up. And they're not cheap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, okay. so anyway, but anyway, so, yeah, like, that's why my brains are dribbling out of my ears because I did, I did a lot of words. But, I mean, that's how I do it. I think about a book forever, 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 forever. I sit there and think and ponder and wonder. And then when I sit down to write, I sit down to write. And I just rail through yeah. it, you, you know? Yeah, you are so. kidding. I've I'm hoping to that. have I've that done. I've seen you write 60 pages in a day. I've seen you do that. So that's awesome. Oh, that's at the end. At the end, it's all yeah. boom, downhill. But, like, right now, I'm still figuring it all yeah. out. But, yeah, so so that's what I've been doing. How are you doing this month? Oh, nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no words. That doesn't my mean you're not life, working, though. Uh, my life has been really, really busy at work. So uh-huh. I'm putting in a lot of extra hours at work. And then I come home right. and I deal with the Christmas stuff, which is like right. insane mm-hmm. because I know, and you are just insane and... with the Christmas holiday too. I, I mean, am. you do, you go I all am. out, yeah. I do, I do, mm-hmm. and plus I'm doing some extra shopping for my mother-in-law and you know for some other people too. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my list is really long, but the good news is today I think mm-hmm. I finished everything. I'm very oh, happy. Oh, congratulations! Is... Thank Yay. you. The house is decorated. The you know. Like, everything is done, although I haven't mm-hmm. done my Christmas cards yet. I haven't done my Christmas cookies. Usually, I am just so bad this year. I don't know what is wrong with me. Um, I don't know, because you go producing. way overboard every year, and I think maybe <laughs> this is the year to be normal. You know, when you would, like, have people over, you had the entire month of November. You had somebody over, like, every weekend to be doing Christmas cookies. I know. I know. See, I set the bar low. I do nothing mm. for the holidays. I buy stuff for my kids and everybody else. You know what? Forget it. You know, I can't be bothered. I really, honestly, the laziest person when it comes to Christmas. You know, I don't send out Christmas cards. I don't, you know, like occasionally I'll call somebody I'm related to and be like, hey, Merry Christmas. Good for you. You know, but I mean, it's all about the kids. Like I do everything for the kids. I make sure that they've got a good Christmas. And then Mm -hmm. I got a bottle of wine in the fridge. And you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares that they didn't hear from me. Nobody's sitting there thinking, you know what? Lonnie hasn't sent me a Christmas card. Or Lucy, whatever. (laughs) Whatever my name is. But you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody cares that they didn't get a Christmas card from me. (laughs) So, you know, that's the kind of person I am. Grinch, Grinch, Grinch. Well, I I am, you know, kind of easing off. I'm not sending out quite as many Christmas cards this year. Mm -hmm. So You're very, very good. You're very good. I'm very proud of you. So. So, but I do really have to start working on this book. But again, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still doing You've a lot of You've done a lot of work. Things, when so. you were here last month, yep. you know, we, we mm-hmm. had a lot of breakthroughs with it. You're, you're doing the work. I mean, the thing is, you know, everybody, when they're writing, they feel like the only progress they're making is in the actual words on the page. Like when they can sit at right. the end of the day and say, I wrote, you know, 500, 1,500, 2,000 words a day. They feel like, yes, you know. And on the days where you haven't put mm-hmm. the words down, you know, you feel like you haven't worked. But actually, you're working. You're thinking about it. You're working it in your head all the time. So, I mean, you're, you know, right. you're working. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So okay. now <laughs> it's time. 
for our co-host challenge. This week mm-hmm. it's do, do you hear the cat? I don't know what the hell she's doing in the hallway. She's like bang, 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 bang. She's like a pinball going off the on cat. the walls over there. I don't know. Anyway, so that's, if that's what you're hearing in the background, nothing really terrible is happening. My cat's just going insane. Um, all right. So anyway, the co-host challenge <laughs> this week, it's killer uh-huh. word, which is always is because uh-huh. that's our favorite. <laughs> I like the way we got this week. It's killer word from when we were doing this every week. We still have an update. I know. The oh, from it's that, still you know? in there. Jeez. Oh, it's still in there. That's what I got. All right. So anyway, so go ahead, Siege. Hit me. Okay. Mine is Oniramensi. All right, I, I lost you a little bit through <laughs> Skype, so you're going to have to say that again. What'd you say? All right, okay. Oniromancy. Oniromancy? Mm-hmm. Oniromancy. O-N-I-R-O-M-A-N-C-Y. Oniromancy, and it is the divination art of divining the future through looking at elbows. <laughs> I don't. Am I close? All right. Number one, you are very close on the spelling. You missed one letter. Oh! It's you really good. O-N-E-I-R-O-M-A-N-C-Y. Right. And oh. it is, get this, the practice of predicting the future through interpretation of dreams. Oh, really? You were so close. You were Elbow so streams, you know, really, they're so close. I, I mean, I, I, I think I should dreams, get I, If you had said dreams, because you were so, you were like reading what I'm reading, <laughs> and I'm thinking, if she says dreams, I'm going to fall off I my know. chair. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that it was called a Mancy. Well, I know Mancy usually cool? indicates the foretelling of the future, and Oneira, I'm ah. like, Elbow's, I got no idea. Oh, <laughs> So there you go. Very good. Very good. Well, that was very that cool. was very close. Very I'm actually um, not feeling terribly embarrassed yeah. about that the way I usually do after I've failed horribly. Very one of these good. Things. All right. So you ready for yours? Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. You mm-hmm. Ready? Okay. Plosy. 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 All right. P e l o s i. Which is not, no, that's not, Nancy right. Pelosi. That's the Speaker of the House. <laughs> not who I'm talking about. This is right. actually a word, P-P-L-O-S-Y. not a person. P-L-O-S-Y. <laughs> no, but close. <laughs> what do you think it is? Well, at first I thought you said Pelosi. I'm like, Pelosi? I know. No, I know. It's hard to it's hard to say and make it sound like, you know, but yeah. 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 No, it's... um. I don't know. It's two flowers dancing. I have no idea. Two flowers dancing. <laughs> oh, my God. How did you know? No, okay. Plosi um, okay. is P-L-O-C-E, actually. Plosi. Ah. And uh-huh. um, it is the repetition of a word or phrase for rhetorical emphasis or extended meaning. I, okay. you lost I didn't even know there was a word for this. <laughs> I, you know, this is something you see all the time. You see it all the time. You've done it. I uh-huh. never even knew there was a word for this. Um, everyone oh. has it. It's like things like um, like the Vidal Sassoon advertising slogan, when you look good, we look good. Yeah. It's the repetition. It's like when you repeat the same word or phrase uh, within a sentence or within a phrase or whatever. So um, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Yeah. That's close. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm stuck on Band-Aid brand because Band-Aid stuck Band-Aid on me. stuck on me. That? Yeah. There you go. That's close. Mm-hmm. Isn't that neat? I mean, seriously, yeah. who knew there was or a like, word for that? 
deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Yeah. Not really, but it's all I can think of. Trying to think of a Christmas carol that employs Plosi, and I don't even. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Wait, Had a very wait. shiny nose. Well, no, not really. <laughs> oh, Mr. Kringle, soon gonna jingle. The bells out of tingle, I travels away. But actually, that See? doesn't, because they just rhyme. Yeah. They're not the yeah. same. Yeah. Same word. Yeah, and then but silver yes, bells, they just say silver bells again, which really doesn't work. So, Which basically, yeah. That. I don't know. But there's, you know, but plus, actually, I think it's used a lot in um in like slogans and advertising and stuff like that but you use it sometimes when you you know in in your writing when you use mm-hmm. the same words or something in a single sentence just to kind of get the point across or to give it sort of a a cadence that's closely i thought that was pretty cool did that's not know there cool. was a word for that and did yeah so i thought either. that was neat yeah that's cool yeah <laughs> all right well that wraps up a very exciting and stimulating c block <laughs> which used to be our problematic D block and absolutely no problems now. <laughs> By right. renaming it, we thought that would help. We were obviously no. mistaken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back. <laughs> the halls with bells of holly. Better than the. We suck. What can I say? Are you worried that one Will Write for Wine podcast a month won't be enough for you? Going through withdrawal when you hear the sign-off. Having sleepless nights, wondering what, oh what, will Lucy and CJ be discussing on the next show? Well, we've got a cure for your Will Write for Wine fever. No, it's not more cowbell. It's the Whiffer Forums. Yes, you too can participate in the coolest place on the net with the coolest people who listen to the coolest podcast. They talk about wine and writing and duct tape and Max and all sorts of other cool stuff. So stop on over at willwriteforwine.com slash forum. Now back to the coolest podcast ever. Well, it's time for last call here on Will Write for Wine. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Yes, and everyone have a wonderful holiday season, whatever you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate, Mm -hmm. then just do that with a lot of good food. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. next month, we'll be back with a fresh new episode for a fresh new year. Yes, but you won't know what it's going to be about unless you (laughs) you read the script before you perform it. (laughs) Darn it. But you won't know what it's going to be about unless you go to the forums and tell us what you want to hear. (laughs) Right. Head to the forums and get your voice heard. (laughs) So, again, because I didn't read the script. So, happy holidays to all our whiffers out there. Whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or just snow, Mm -hmm. keep it safe. (laughs) We'll see you next year. I really wish I would have read the script before I said this. So until next time, this is CJ. And this is Lucy saying, if you can't write for money, then write for wine. (laughs) You better watch out. Watch out. You You better better not not cry. You better not You better not I'm telling you why. Santa Santa Claus Claus is coming (laughs) to town. (laughs) 
Oh, thank God. It's you over. better not pout because we might come to your house and sing. And that would be bad for everybody. Kill the carolers. Kill the carolers. <laughs> Kill the carolers. <laughs> Elves are dying everywhere. I know. <laughs> Happy holidays. Bye. Oh, God, that was bad. Coming at you. I'm addicted to stress, that's the way that I get things done If I'm not under pressure, then I sleep too long And I hang around like a bum I think I'm going nowhere and that makes me nervous Everybody's had to get me, but I feel alright